Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 184. My name is Brian Perlman. I'm one of your hosts tonight, and I am joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, Jess Dunks. Hi, this is Jess Dunks. And Brogan King. Greetings. And we have a very special episode tonight, full of action and uh, banter of various sorts. Um, specifically, eight types of banter, uh, special types of banter. Wait, I thought uh, this was going to be the new Blade Runner. I feel ripped off. I haven't even seen the old Blade Runner. Neither have I. It's confession time. That's that it, action, I'm, right? I am frowning. I am frowning <laughs> at my, my computer so hard right now. <laughs> My mouth, my mouth just did like a, a a beaker. I'm frowning so hard you can see it on the podcast. <laughs> I'm frowning so hard I just made Alexa go off. Wait, did you, Alexa did. think you said computer? Uh, I've got it set up to make me feel like I'm in Star Trek. So if I say like computer, uh, Alexa will will wake up. Um, which I realized was a bad idea because I I pulled out an old episode of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation off of Netflix like about two weeks ago, and Alexa went nuts. <laughs> she tried to order early, like Earl Grey tea. That's <laughs> so did she buy you tickets to the new Blade Runner? No. Well, she can only hear me. That's fair. Reasonable. I, I feel ripped off. Today, we are going to be talking about something very, very special. As Brian said, every episode is very special, but this one is particularly special. And why is it special? It is special because we're talking about special actions. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, and I'm not just saying they're special because I, I think that they're somehow neat and unique. They're literally called special actions in the rules. Not to be confused with mundane actions. Right. <laughs> not to be confused with turn-based actions or regular actions like casting spells, which we have described in depth in other episodes of JudgeCast. Um yeah. State based actions. Or state based actions. Yeah, we definitely this isn't these are not government sponsored actions. Uh these are just <laughs> uh regular old actions of the common people. Um what? these are the, the actions of the laborers party. Uh, wow. Oh, you're getting all political now. <laughs> So we're going to start calling these like special special interest actions. Uh they lobby. Oh goodness, great. They have lots of they have lots of dollars that they that they put into super PACs. Um okay. So um, what what is a special action? It's, that's that's eh? any that's, number of weird little things. Well no, well, no there's a thing that kind of ties them all together, right? Uh yeah, the, the the main thing about special actions that's unique is that they are something that a player can do. That doesn't use the stack. They have to have priority, but it doesn't use the stack. What? So what? What all? What? What does that mean in in game terms? Then uh, mainly like, it means my not, opponent not can't respond to it. Yeah, mainly it means my my opponent uh, can't respond to me doing a special action. If I have priority and I take one of the things that we'll talk about that is a special action, and I do it, uh, I still have priority, and it when I when I, I can do whatever I want. Uh, and there's nothing, nothing has been added to the stack to be responded to. Right. There's, there's no, there's no exchange of priority and nothing goes on the stack and thus there's nothing to right. respond to. And, and most importantly, it has already happened. It's not like, yep. it's not like where I still have priority after casting a spell. No, no, no. I do the special action and it is done. It has occurred. <laughs> uh, yes. yes. I, I, 
I have done the special action and I have seen that it was good and it was done. Um, or maybe it wasn't so good, but <laughs> it's still done. True. Yeah. And my opponent, yeah. your opponent can't respond to it before it happens, which I think was the thing I forgot to yeah. mention before. Right. That it just happens. Uh, the, the classic example of this is, um, is playing a land, I think. Is, yeah, that I is think, the first special action. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it is uh, by far the most common special action. Um, matter of fact, this special action was in alpha. Jess, do you disagree with by far the most common special action? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't. You were trying really hard to think of how it might not be the case. Yeah, well, I was. Well, tapping, tapping a land, tapping a land from, from mana also doesn't use the stack. But is not a special action. Right. It's mana ability. It's Why aren't mana ability special actions, Brian? Brian's so on the spot right now. Yeah, yeah I'm sitting here like, I, I don't have a good answer for I that. I don't either. I don't actually know why, why mana abilities. Uh, oh, probably, are not probably, be, uh, because you can, you can do them in the middle of casting a spell, uh, which you, special actions you can't do. That's fair. Yeah, so so uh, special actions are actually, are, are actually more restricted than mana abilities. That's a So we're having answer. this conversation that we should have at the end of the show after we've already gone over what special actions are. What? Okay. I, I don't know. Like we should probably go over we should probably talk about like what special actions are before we start saying there's this other thing that's like the thing that we haven't explained to you sure. yet. Okay. Well, let's take a step back then and start at the beginning. Um, let's talk about talk about the special actions. I played a land. Look at me. I'm doing all the special actions. And by all, I mean this one. So, so what is what is playing a land, Brogan? It's like uh, just it, the by by definition. Uh, what is the what, what is, is playing the, a land? the definition of of playing a land? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, to play a land, you put the land onto the battlefield from whatever zone you can play it from, which most often is your hand. Again, Jess, you can tell me if that is not the most common place you play a land from. <laughs> oh, the sass is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it might be the most common place you play a land from. <laughs> wow. How pedestrian. Yeah. How pedestrian. <laughs> the graveyard is the most powerful zone in magic. So, uh, so in addition to only being able to do this when you have priority, uh, this playing a land can only be done during your main phase when the stack is empty. So I can't, you know, try to play an instant and then respond by playing my land and try to get you. That that doesn't work. Um, and you can only do it once per turn. Uh, Normally. This is not the same thing as putting a land into play, which is something that some cards can tell you to do or is part of resolving some sort of ability. Right. Um, play, playing a land does put it into play, but putting it into play does not mean you have taken this action. Right. This is this is a a very this has a specific meaning like playing a land has meaning whereas putting a land onto the battlefield is not the same thing. Yeah. Um and playing a land is not casting a spell. Um and you can't respond to it. Yep. Uh yeah, that's it, that's mo- all, there there are some weird situations like with Dryad Arbor where your land could be a creature. Um but it's still just playing a land. Now, the one card that that it gets really weird with that is Zoetic Cavern. Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> Which brings us to our next special action. Well, hang uh, hang on before before we before we leave uh, the uh, land playing, of uh, land. Playing a land. Yeah, I just I just wanted to say that there there you can normally only play one land a turn, but there are cards that let you play more than one land uh, a, a turn. 
Uh, so there are some cards that say you may play an additional land this turn, in which case you can, you can do that. That's, that's more of a rule deal tying, tied to playing a land and less of a rule dealing with the special action of playing a land, if that makes sense. Right. It is, it is related to the concept of, of playing a land, but does not necessarily tie into the special action in itself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is, this is, I, I, I take a land, put it from my hand. If I had priority, I can do that during one of my, one of my main phases and you can't respond. I have priority after that. I can tap it and use it. Oh, uh, and there's an, another interesting thing related to this in cards that say something like, uh, there's a lot of red cards lately that have been like, uh, exile the top card of your opponent's library. Uh, and some say you may play that card and some say you may cast that card. If it says you can play it, you can play a land. If it says you can cast it, you can't play a land. You know the sort of cards I'm talking about? Yeah. We're talking, yeah. If you can't cast a land. Right. So if it says you can cast the card, uh, no. You Sorry. are, you are never casting a land. Well, unless it's Zoetic Cavern. Ah, Jess, come on. <laughs> Tell me more yes, about please, Zoetic please Cavern. Us, it sounds, it sounds, one, this card sounds wonderful. Uh, so there's this card called Zoetic Cavern. And it's, it's actually, it's very boring and straightforward. Um, <laughs> it's a land, uh, I believe it makes colorless mana, but it has the morph ability, which we, we've done episodes on morph. Um, so I'm not going to get too much in detail on that, but it's, uh, it means you can play it face down for three mana, uh, as a two, two creature. And then you can turn it face up for its morph cost, whatever cost that happens to be on the card. And so at a cavern, then you can play it as a creature, uh, and it's just a two, two creature. And when you turn it face up, oh, it's a land. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, now that turning it face up thing, that going from being a 2-2 creature that's face down and has no name and no color and all that stuff, uh, when you turn it face up by paying its morph cost, that is also a special action. No one can respond to you morphing something. I can't be like, oh, in response, I'll shock it while it still has toughness before it becomes just a land. That doesn't yeah, or, work. Or now, now I know that it morphs into a nine nine. I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna while kill it's still it. Still a two two. Well, it's little. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah. You, unfortunately, you, exactly. It's not the kind of thing where, um, where you can you can respond to it at all. Just like playing a land. Uh, when I morph something, I still have priority to do whatever else I was gonna do. And then when I pass it, my opponent doesn't get to respond. The action is already done. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. So, uh, I like to. I like to joke around that Zoetic Cavern is the land you can cast, uh, but really it's just because you can cast it as a 2-2 creature face down on the stack. Now, when when we talk about you can't respond to the morph, there's a lot of cards that have triggers off of morphing. Yeah, when, when you, when when this you turn this turn face, face up, up, do right. whatever. Yeah, yeah, those are those are plain old – those are triggers. Those still – those still trigger, those still go on the stack, those can be responded to. So, so the morph triggers work just like any other trigger, but the actual action of going from face down to face up and paying the mana for that, no one gets to respond to that. But what, what about my megamorph? Can I respond before you put the counter on it? Ah, that's a very good question. Megamorph is an ability, 
that is very similar to morph in with, with one major exception that it puts a plus one plus one counter on the creature. Uh, in every other respect, it works exactly like morph, and that is not a triggered ability. It just gets a counter when you mega morph something. So I can't respond before you put the counter on it. That is correct. Dang. Yeah, as this permanent is, it's megamorph. It comes with as this permanent is turned face up. Put a plus one plus one counter on it if its megamorph was paid. Since that's as, that's re- uh, a replacement effect. It's modifying how you turn it face up. Right. I just feel super ripped off. Why? It's a megamorph. <laughs> it's that's so mega. S- it is. That's substantially better than a normal morph. Call. Yeah, morph is one of those words that when you say it a whole lot of times, it starts to sound funny. Yeah, so it, mor- it, it, morph morph is not as good as megamorph for one important reason. When I hear the word megamorph, I I get the Power <laughs> Rangers theme song, song stuck in my head. <laughs> that's fair. And I, it's, it's megamorph and Power Rangers. I know that's not the words. But that that's, sounded like it's not the words. the right rhythm. Okay. Yeah, it has you're, the right you're rhythm. Singing, you're singing that, that song sounded – Kind of like Stephen Colbert doing an impersonation of Donald Trump. <laughs> like oh. it, it sounded like an impersonation <laughs> of Stephen Colbert doing an impersonation of Donald Trump. That's a lot of layers, Brian. It is. It is a lot of layers. Yeah. Did, did we? I think we just nailed Morph there. We, we talked about everything there is to talk about with Morph, probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, the bi- the biggest part of that is like even though you can't respond, you cannot respond to the flipping the card over. You can respond to triggers that go on the stack from the from the morph, but it will have already been flipped. Yeah, exactly. So, so the next the next special action. This one's kind of weird. So, some some effects allow a player to take an action at a later time, usually to end a continuous effect. Or stop a delayed triggered ability from triggering. Yeah, I think uh, Unquenchable Fire does this. Does it? Yeah, let me look that up actually, because we didn't we didn't include that in the notes. Let me grab that one real quick while you're talking. Sorry. Um, Unquenchable Thirst. Uh, might be Unquenchable Thirst. Hold on. It's. Maybe, maybe it's I think it's no. Quenchable Fire. Quenchable Fire. Oh, quenchable why fire. is there? <laughs> <laughs> what? Why are? Why is that the name of a card? <laughs> because you can quench it by taking this. It's a red burn spell. Here it is. I found it. Quenchable this fire. This sounds deals. like something out of a power thirst video. Yeah. No. Quenchable fire is a four mana red sorcery from uh, Conflux uh, that says quenchable fire deals three damage to target player. That's a red spell, mind you. Three damage to target player. It deals an additional three damage to that player at the beginning of your next upkeep unless or he or she pays blue before that step. It so that's that's the delayed trigger. Yeah, that's the delayed trigger part. Um, where where we were saying, hey, and a, a spell or a, uh, an effect lets you pay, lets you take an action at a later time to stop a delayed triggered ability. Yeah, that would be quenchable fire. the the other The other part is where it says usually to end a continuous effect. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, is, that's uh, Leon and Arbiter, elicits. right? What's that? No, Leon and Arbiter, Arbiter is the next one. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Um, so this one is the is the lizards. Now we don't talk about lizards because you just don't talk about lizards. These, so I I am super salty about these cards. Be, well, everyone is, but this was the first like weird rules thing that someone tried to explain to me when I was talking about being a judge, and they sat and talked to me about it for like half an hour, and I was like, "Is this what my life is going to be?" Yes, if I'm a it judge. Is exactly- 
it it is you will find you will find these judges that love to talk lizards, and I I will tell you that that you should avoid these judges. <laughs> Just okay. So I'll give you I'll tell you what a lizard is. Lizards are a a group of creatures from I believe Stronghold that they were they were creatures, but you could activate an ability and then they became an aura that was then attached to a creature. Was it the other way um, around? I thought they were auras that became creatures. No, no they're, they're creatures they're that creatures, become auras. But, oh, yeah. show us yeah. how much I know. So, so you, you tap activate this ability, they will become an aura. Now, the, the, the art's all cool because it's these little, like, keepers from Babylon 5 or whatever that's just like these little things that, like, attach to, to, to other creatures' heads and stuff. <laughs> um, but, but they're auras that give them the ability. So, like, Gliding Lissid is a 2-2 creature doesn't have flying, but you can spend a blue and tap it, and it loses this ability and becomes an aura enchantment with enchant creature that gets attached to target creature. Um, you may pay blue to end this effect. Enchanted creature gains flying. So Gliding Lissid is a 2-2 creature that can become an aura that gives your, your creature flying, and then as a special action, you can pay blue to make it fall off and become a, a creature again. To go back to being a creature friend. To go back to being a creature friend. Yeah, so pretty pretty weird. And these cards for a really long time didn't actually really work with the rules so good. Um, <laughs> didn't work were, with the rules so good. They didn't work with the rules so good. Uh, they, do, they, they do now-ish. Um, so, Man, I just no, looked hey. it up. I did not know that there are 12 different listed <laughs> cards. I thought it was just like a one-time cycle thing. No, there's a few, no, and they're oh, all... there were some in Exodus? Yeah. There, there are a lot of lists. Holy crap. Isn't everyone's favorite uh, dominating because it is it controls a thing, and then that gets all weird? Yeah, that was the, that was the one that, that didn't work work with, with the rules so good. I like that the guy on that art looks like... Uh, uh, not, not Avatar, not Aang, but his son. Anyway. Oh, he does. Yeah. And the, and the the licit on his head kind of looks like a uh, oh like a bad drawing of a heart or something like an anatomically correct but actually anatomically incorrect heart. Yeah, that's actually kind of terrifying. Yeah. Anywho, oh, do you, yeah. Do you hey look over his sword? Does that look like a pr- a dude's face? That cloud thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is some good uh, visual humor on our podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I, think she, I think she's hinting to stop commenting on the art, dude. <laughs> No. Shush. I, I started okay. it. I started it. It was my <laughs> All fault. Right. All right, let's let's move on. To, let's move on to now. It's it's funny because when I was typing up the the show notes for the the one that we just did, I actually wrote this big whole section where I was like, "Yeah, Leon and Arbiter, blah 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 blah." And then I got to number four, and I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh, that's well, Leon and different? Arbiter. How's that different from the one I just?" Oh, so now we're going to explain how that's different. <laughs> so. Uh, the, the lead and arbiter one is, again, again, slightly different. Uh, some effects allow a player to take an action to ignore the effect for a duration. Uh, so the most common one again is lead and arbiter that lets you pay to ignore this restriction that's being placed on you. So what's, what's the restriction lead and arbiter? Uh, uh, it says players can't search. Can't libraries. search your library. I might yeah. say actually opponents can. Nope, just players. Players can't search libraries. 
Okay, so players can't search libraries. Any player may pay two for that player to ignore this effect until end of turn. Paying that two is a special action. Now, and this one gets so weird because people forget it exists and then they try to pay it while they're resolving like a fetch land. And it's like, oh, I, I pick up my library and start fetching and... And you're like, like, oh, you can't do that because you had to pay two. And they're like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll just pay two. And it's like, no, it's too late for that. Uh, right. Yeah, it's really saddening. It's, so, so, so let's, let's talk a little bit about that from a, from a priority standpoint. So you have to, you have to pay this two to end this effect or to ignore this effect when you have priority. Right. So if I'm going to crack a fetch land, my, my choices are before I crack the fetch land, before I, I pay the one life, to, to, to fetch, I can pay the two, and then I'm in the clear. Yep. Okay. After I can pay the one life, tap, and sacrifice the fetch land, the search abilities on the stack, I can pay the, I, I have, you know, I can, I can do the tap and then pay the two. So you, so you, you sack your, your fetch land and then have that, the fetch ability on the stack? Yeah. Now, now you want to be able to, you, you kind of have to do this all in, in one breath. Because when you put an ability on the stack, you're assumed to be passing priority. So if right, your, your opponent's going to be like, "Oh, it resolves." Right. So, so the, the, you're starting to get in kind of risky territory here. With with you gotta you gotta be okay. I'm gonna crack the fetch and pay two. If you say crack the fetch, look for your opponent to respond, and he says or she says, "Okay." Well, the next thing that's happening is is you're picking up your library you and are. searching for your womp womp because being an arbiter is in play. <laughs> Except you're not. Yeah, right. A, a lot of times players will remember this when it comes to their own fetch lands, but where this really becomes advantageous to the player who has a Leon and arbiter is when they're turning ghost quarters into strip mines by just like blasting their opponent's lands and then being like, "Oh, you can't afford to pay the two right now," or they just forget. Um, yep. And now they're playing the new one, uh, I forget the name, but there's one from Exelon that lets each player search for a basic. Uh, that's, that's pretty good if you can afford to pay the uh, two. With uh, the Arbiter? Yeah. Uh, mm. but, uh, so I, I don't, I don't know how, whether that's gonna see more play than Ghost Quarter, but between that and Path to Exile, uh, Leonid Arbiter is, um, is a pretty fun, uh, unfun thing to do in modern. Okay. I'm glad you finally finished up with fun, unfun. <laughs> fun, no, 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 it's, 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 yeah, it's fun, unfun. Like, it's a pretty fun. It's fun. Well, so it's a fun interaction, like conceptually, right? Okay. But the game for one of these <laughs> players is not fun. Like it's not like as bad as playing against Lantern or if you remember the days of eggs, playing against eggs. <laughs> oh, where, oh. Where I like player- shuffling. Do you like shuffling? <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. Uh, I love shuffling. It's my favorite thing to do. Uh, for the whole game. <laughs> so, um, yeah, with, so with it, like, this comes up a lot with Leonid Arbiter. There are other cards that do this. Damping Engine is another, but Leonid Arbiter is actually seen relatively frequently in modern. This is, this is, yeah, this is one that people actually play and, and is the, again, the most common, I think, time most people are going to see it. Uh, so yeah, the special action there is the the action of of paying that that cost to ignore that restriction. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you can pay it, and your opponent can't do some shady business in response because again, they don't get priority. Yeah. Uh, MT- MTGO uh, kind of slightly misrepresents this ability um, because it tries to put it on the stack. 
but it doesn't give the opponent priority. So when you activate Leonid Arbiter, you just... So it makes a weird object on the stack? It just, like, briefly flashes on the stack, just slightly. (laughs) And to be clear, this does not use the stack, but that's the only way, like, the programming works, I guess, to make this work correctly. And it it just flashes on the stack for just, like, a, a fraction of a second. Like, did I just see that? And, uh, and then it's gone, uh, every time you activate it. And I'm not sure what the purpose of that is. Maybe it's just to let everybody know you activated it. Who knows? Um, but it's, it's, it's special actions. They're special. <laughs> They're so special. What else? Ooh, uh, who wants to talk about definitely a special action that we are ever going oh to interact God. with ever? <laughs> I don't mind talking about it, but I gotta look this card up. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. uh, I looked it, uh, I actually looked it up earlier. I was so, like, what is this card? Right. So, so back in the, back in the old days, you know, Hey, there were some cards that did some weird stuff. And this is, this is one of those cards. And sometimes those old cards need new rules to kind of help make them work. And <laughs> there will be a rule that only exists to support one card. Uh, this, this card, this rule actually lists the card in the rule that says one card does this. It's a special action. It tells you. Yeah. So, so Jess, what's what's the one card? Uh, that card is circling vultures. Now, circling vultures, uh, in <laughs> its oracle text, says that it has flying, and you may discard circling vultures anytime you could cast an instant. It has some other text too, but th- that part there is, is the special <laughs> action uh, because that discarding it does not use the stack. Uh, it's just a thing you could do. You could discard this just because you feel like it. Uh, cause the card says you can. No, it's so now, special. Here's, a, here's an interesting thing. You've noticed that, that it's, it's kind of similar to some of those other cards that say like, you may look at the top card of your library at any time. Yeah. Cause really what this is, is you can discard circling vulture at any time. You could cast an instant. Yeah. You, so, anytime you have priority, you may yeah. discard circling vulture. So, so unlike unlike those other cards that let you look at things at any time, those aren't state based actions because really you can you can look at them at any time. This right here, though, you are restricted to when you have priority, so you can't discard in the middle of casting a spell. Do y'all also have those friends who, whenever they have a card that says something like "you may you may look at the top card of your library," they'll do stuff and then they'll be like, "In response, I'll look at the top card of my library." I have a weirdly large percentage of 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 people I know who who do that and I don't know what that says about the people I choose to to share my time with. In response, I'll look at the top card of my life. No. Just just look at it if you want. Alright, that's my that's I my, my I rant. have I have made a show out of looking at the top card of my library. Yeah. While you're you're going to do what? Up. Hold on. Let me look. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> while, you're doing that, while you're doing that, I'm going to look at the top card of my library because I can. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to, and then I say, when I get to untap, I'm going to get to cast a spell. <laughs> you know? Right. Oh, yeah. You're going to be sorry. Yeah. During my draw step, I'll look at the top card of my library. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so that's, that's you're going to see me discard a, uh, after I draw this card, you're going to see me discard a circling vulture. Oh. Oh yeah. Well, at any at any time when you have priority. Well, right, right. Not in the middle not in the middle of you casting a spell though. I'll wait until you're done. See, in, in response I discard circling vultures is way funnier than in response look at the top card of my library. 
Yeah, well, unfortunately, you gotta actually play with circling vultures. <laughs> it is, a, it is a three-two flyer for one black. Or I'm for trying to figure out, like, why, why would people play this card? Did anybody play this card ever for anything? Like, I guess it's a three-two for with flying for one, but like, you have to have cards in your graveyard. I guess they work well together. Like, you can discard one to 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 exile. If you have multiple one. circling vultures, oh, that's the flavor behind yeah. it. Well, no, the circling oh. vultures, yeah, they only work if you have stuff in your graveyard for them to eat. Oh, okay, that's cute. That's morbid. It's not cute. <laughs> I think it's. I think it is an interesting design. <laughs> do, do you accept that? Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. We we've actually gotten more out of circling vultures than we did out of playing a land. <laughs> That's amazing. Are you surprised, really, Brian? From from the bottom of your heart, are you surprised? Not surprised at all. Just I wait. think it's par for the course. Just wait till we get to conspiracy cards. <laughs> All right. I think I think we're going to suspend discussion on this one for now. Ooh. Okay. All right. Discussion are, is tabled. Why why are we uh why are we suspending discussion? Cuz we're going to suspend some cards. Okay. You want you want me to talk about suspend? I'll talk about suspend. Yeah, talk about suspend. Dude, talk about suspend. Don't keep I'm us gonna... in suspense. Just do it. Oh my goodness. All right. Uh so uh, I, my eyes just went all cross-eyed and I lost track of what I was trying to read. All right. Suspe- so- <laughs> oh, okay. I was just saying, I can do it. It's fine. Uh, uh, so a player who has a card with suspend in his or her hand may exile that card. That's a special action. Yeah. That's, uh, to be clear. So it's just like circling vultures. I can just, I can just at any time <laughs> I want, I can just exile it instead of discarding it. I was going to well. say, to be, to be clear, that's a, that's a, you may never have heard of suspend and that's because it's a set mechanic. From Time Spiral. What what are some suspend cards that people play? Rift Bolt. People play Rift Bolt. And people play Ancestral Vision. Erratic Ephemeron. Yeah, they play that, that one too. But you know, Rift Bolt. Uh, 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 no, no one so plays that one. The, the, the Lotus. Oh the, yeah, Gilded Lotus. Lotus. Or not Gilded, Gilded Lotus. Lotus. Uh, no. It's a uh, uh, crud. <sighs> the the Lotus one. Yeah, uh, did you play that one? Yes, the Lotus one. Lotus Bloom, uh, Lotus. Yeah, uh. No, I don't remember. Lotus Blossom? No. No. Anyway, there's a, there's a card with suspend. Lotus that, Bloom. It's Lotus Bloom. It's Lotus Bloom. Okay. This card with yeah. suspend. It's basically Black Lotus with suspend. Um. Yeah. So, uh, this is another one, uh, where you can do it anytime you have priority, but only if you could begin to cast that card by putting it onto the stack. What does that mean? I uh, it means that if it was a sorcery, you could only do it anytime you could cast a sorcery. Or if it's a creature, yeah, right. Anytime you can cast a creature, yep. So there was there was a really cool interaction with uh, the card Quicken. Um, it, it, I never I never actually saw it in real life, where you could Quicken but, at the end of somebody's turn and then and then like suspend a Rift Bolt or something. Well, so Quicken Quicken says Quicken is an instant that says, yeah, the next sorcery you cast this turn can be cast as though it had flash. Draw a card. Okay. So I cast Quicken. Then on your turn, or I ca- on your turn, I cast Quicken. Then the next sorcery card I cast this turn could be cast as though it had flash. So I could actually suspend your. I could suspend my sorcery because I could because the sp- suspend rule says if you could start to cast it, you can suspend it instead. Um. So you, Quicken lets me. Quicken lets me start to cast or or allows me the timing allows me to to suspend it basically but 
since Quicken also says the next sorcery card you cast this turn can be cast. Well, I didn't actually cast one yet. I suspended it. So, now, so, so do I get to cast so I get another to, one? I get, to, I get to cast a real, like a for realsy sorcery. Yeah, or more importantly, you could suspend a bunch of things. Yes. Uh, you're giving me ideas for bad modern <laughs> decks, Brian. <laughs> bad modern decks? Yeah. Um, Dang it, Harold. Dude, that's, my fa- that's my favorite kind of modern deck. <laughs> I... <laughs> I like that 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 Harold's still here. <laughs> um, yeah, I I'm into this weird I d- multi-value off your suspend with quicken on your opponent's turn. I don't yeah. I don't think I actually like it, but I really like it. <laughs> so so since we since we don't talk about suspend very often, so suspend was one of these abilities uh, from the time spiral bo- block that let you cast spells on on the cheap effective essentially but what happens is is you exiled it um so and it would get a certain number of of time counters on them and then every turn during the upkeep uh you'd remove remove a time counter and then when the last counter came off uh you would cast the spell and you would get it so you could get spells ridiculously cheap but you know you could get like a four four flyer for one blue mana, but it took you four turns. It it takes a while, and right. your opponents know it's coming. Right. So so that's kind of the cool thing. But the the suspending is again it's a it's a special action. So it's like well I can start to cast something, and here up oh, it's in the hidey hole over in the exile. <laughs> it's, it's coming. It's, it's there. It's lurking. Yeah. Yeah. You can counter it in four turns when I cast it for free. But you can't respond to the suspend. Nope. So we're keeping you in suspense. Uh, hey. it's <laughs> no, it's coming. <laughs> Anything else we want to say about suspending cards or? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, suspend, uh, I, we didn't actually say, did we actually say how suspend works? Should we bring that up with the, the time counters and whatnot? Yeah. Sure. Uh, so just to be clear, the way suspend works is I can suspend the card, but then it, the thing that it does is it puts some number of time counters on it, and every upkeep I remove one, and then once I've removed the last time counter, then I can cast the spell with suspend that that was suspended. Um, so you do ha- still have to actually do the act of casting it. Yeah, you do it during your upkeep. Uh, it goes from exile to the stack. Uh, if you can cast it, you have to cast it when the last counter comes off. It's a triggered ability. Uh, if you, for some reason, cannot cast it when the last counter comes off, uh, it just stays exiled. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's there are a couple of cards that give things suspend, like exile them give things suspend. Like, delay is really fun because it counters it, but instead of putting it in the graveyard, it gives it suspend, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to quickly cover how the mechanic works since we didn't actually say that and there's a whole special action just for this mechanic. Oh, yeah. That's good. Thanks. It's way smarter than us just sitting around talking talking about circling vultures. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Brian, I hope uh, you can cover the next one uh, because I actually don't know anything about it. I'm not okay. going to lie. I've never done this. Sure. This is great, Brogan. Have you ever have you ever played Plane Chase? I have never played Plane Chase either. Oh, this is this is a blast. I'll actually pull out some Plane Chase cards right here and and have them in my hands. While <laughs> I like that you this. just have them on hand. I have all of them, um, because I just do. Um, so what uh what Plane Chase is? Plane Chase is a multiplayer variant where it comes with these. Big giant cards, and by giant cards, they're about the size of the oversized uh, foil commanders 
that that came with the the commander product. And so what'll happen is is you you start with a, a deck of these planes. Most people play with a variant where there's just this big stack of them, and you flip one over, and they'll have effects like um, pools of becoming, which is Bolus's meditation realm. It says at the beginning of your end step, uh, and this is for everybody. At the beginning of your end step. Uh, put the cards uh, in your hand on the bottom of your library in any order and then draw that many cards. So it's a crazy effect. Um, and then it'll have a, uh, a what's called a chaos ability, which ties into rolling the, the planar die. So the game comes with this extra die. And it's a, it's a six-sided die, but four of the sides are blank. I have seen the die, but I have never played yep. Plane Chase. <laughs> so one of the die is a Planeswalker symbol, and one of the die is kind of this this weird uh, yin-yang uh, symbol. Kind of like a loop-around arrow thing? Yeah, it's it's called uh, it's called the Chaos Symbol. And so what happens is when you roll this, roll the die, um, if you get the Planeswalker symbol, you go to the next plane. So the stack of plane chase cards, you'll flip over the card and you'll go to another plane and you'll get another effect. And it might be something like, players don't untap, or when you tap a land for mana, you get double mana, or all of your creatures get plus two, plus two, or all of your creatures get minus two, minus two. These these kind of effects. Um, the chaos ability is another ability on these planes that might do something wacky like put a 5-5 into play or uh, destroy target creature or something along those lines. It's, like I said, it's for multiplayer, it's wacky. Um, rolling <laughs> rolling the planar die or making the declaration to roll the planar die is a special action. Uh, you can do that. Um, uh, I think you have to do that anytime you can play a sorcery. Um, but you just you just pick it up and you roll it. Um and if you get if you get a blank, nothing happens. If you get a plane walker symbol, you go to another plane. If you get the chaos symbol, you you do the other thing. Now you can actually roll the dice multiple times in a turn. Each time it costs you, I believe, one extra mana. Based on this rule, I'm looking at yes. Okay, so uh, so so it, it it is taking this action costs a player an amount of <clears throat> mana equal to the number of times he or she has previously taken this action on that turn. Right. So it's in it's in minus 1. Uh so the first time the first time you roll it it costs 0, the second time it costs 1, the the 10th time it costs 9. Um so you can if you roll the die and you don't like the results you can just keep paying and keep doing and keep paying and keep doing. Uh, realistically, you know, like three or four times before you run out of mana. But those are special actions. So again, you just say, hey, I'm rolling the dice, and you roll the dice. Now, And once I cannot that respond to you rolling the dice. You cannot respond to me rolling the dice. You can't say, in response, I'm going to strip strip mine your land or anything like that. It's That die roll is happening. Now, the, uh, the going to another plane... And the chaos ability, you know, those things go on the stack. So those, those can, those can, those can be responded to. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's, that's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of setup in that particular thing because you kind of have to explain what these other big cards are. But for multiplayer, it's a lot of fun for like the first half hour. <laughs> for how how long does it okay what does the structure of that game usually look like how many people okay. are playing so, I, I, so I know is that what he just said is a perfect description of the game of risk <laughs> that's uh, have you played diplomacy uh I don't think so 
Oh, diplomacy is like if Risk had an older, meaner brother. Yeah, uh, you get to lie in diplomacy. It's a it's a game about manipulating and lying to your friends. And I played this game on like my first day in my dorm in college, and w- was really afraid that I was going to make all these cool people hate me. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, risk. It's it's the same way where you're like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do all these cool things and and make all these this stuff happen, and the game takes like seven hours, and you're just like, why am I still playing this game? I don't want to lose, but I don't want to keep playing the game. Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds absolutely terrible and much like Risk. <laughs> um, yep. So 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 planeswalk planeswalk or plane chase games. Generally, what happens is is that you've got four players. At the very beginning, everyone's really into planes walking to the different planes and seeing what's out there and maybe like getting to a plane that helps you and hurts the other guy and, and all that kind of wacky stuff and people are kind of fighting over it. And then you get to a plane like, uh, the Panopticon that says, at the beginning of your draw step, draw an additional card. And everyone's like, oh, howling mine. Well, I'm kind of cool with that. I don't want to pay, <laughs> I don't want to pay to get rid of it or anything like that. So we're just going to hang out here. Uh, or uh, Golden Meadow, which has whenever a land enters the battlefield, that land's controller puts three zero one white goat creature tokens onto the battlefield. Oh, man. So, so you're just like, oh, well, every time I play a land, I get a three goats. Everybody loves goats, um, <laughs> which they do. Everyone um, does love everyone goats. Everyone does love goats. Um, so, so, yeah, so at the beginning of the game, there's a lot of you know, kind of vying and struggling and, and there's always like the one guy that just doesn't pay attention to anything until it's their turn. So then they have to read, um, read the plane that you plane. Remember to. what the plane is. Yeah. Or just like, what's that do again? Uh, screw it. Let's go somewhere else. And then you, you do that at the beginning and then eventually you just kind of hit a plane that everyone's just sort of like, eh, okay. And then, and then it just becomes a, an effect that's there, a howling mind for everybody, your goats for everybody. Um, Okay, goats. so eventually you reach a, for you stall out at a point where everyone is reasonably okay with the plane that you're currently on, right? And then and then it's just a thing for the rest of the game. And then maybe somebody becomes gets like, well, if he gets three more goats, then he's going to be able to drop that uh, uh, coat of arms and attack and kill me. I just so I just I know somebody away. has built like a goat centered deck, and they just sit around waiting for the, <laughs> waiting for the goat plane. So that they can, they're playing trading post. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so goat, goat, multi, casual multiplayer, uh, plane chase is kind of fun. Uh, if you mix in EDH, uh, you're kind of a miserable person. I can imagine uh, this I, for being, uh, interesting for Arch Enemy. If you do, you're, you're, oh, there are, there are people that, that swear by it, that they like it. Um, those are also the same kind of people that, well, I'm, we're not that kind of podcast. I'm not going to describe what right. kind of people those are. <laughs> Moving were on. Were you going to say something that your daughter would yell at you for saying? I was, I was going to go into, uh, not safe for work territory. Um, All right. but yeah, those were good. You know, new. All right. New, new, new. Uh, eat safe words if you're going to play those kind of games. Um, we got, wait, whew. Hottest of takes with Brian Prilliman. What? Yeah, pineapple, pineapple. Uh, <laughs> we we <laughs> moving on. What uh, what what else we got? We got conspiracy. Um, 
So in conspiracy drafts, which are drafts done with the cards from the set conspiracy, uh, or conspiracy to electric boogaloo or, <laughs> or conspiracy to, uh, there are some cards called, uh, that, that have the type conspiracy. Aha. Um, and some of them have an ability called hidden agenda and conspiracies with hidden agenda start the game face down in the command zone and you secretly name a card. And they'll do something different with the secretly named card. Uh, now the cards, the conspiracies themselves are a little misleading. They say you can turn this conspiracy face up anytime and reveal the chosen name. Well, that's not technically true because turning it face up, it turns out, is a special action. It is only something you can do when you have priority, unlike looking at the card that you could look at for your Sphinx of Dwar Isle or whatever. So they're uh, all circling vultures. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. All of them. Basically, they're they're all circling Um <laughs> Same thing. So, yeah, this is this is uh, this is not going to see that much use because people don't draft this very often. Uh, but if you have the opportunity to draft conspiracy, it is a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. Uh, there are a lot of cards that do weird things, like uh, let you add packs to your draft and stuff. That do things while you're drafting, not just in the game. It's a, it's a very interesting. Set second one was also interesting and fun, uh, but it's a bit gimmicky, you know. It's not an unset, but it's still a bit gimmicky. Uh, but there's a special action in conspiracy drafts. Cool. So um, we we did it. We covered special actions. That's that's uh, that's all there is. Uh, did we have anything else to talk about with special actions? Uh, one one other thing I wanted to, I wanted to be clear on for special actions is the special action is still an action. So. So just to kind of hammer this home, um, if I'm going to advance the game to the next phase or the next step, or even like the lean and arbiter, like if I pay the two to end the, the, or to ignore the, uh, search, can't search libraries until end of turn, when mm-hmm. I pay that two, um, I get priority again. Well, my opponent gets prior, I have to pass priority to my opponent and they have to not do something for us to continue for us to advance the game. Okay. So, so the opponent does get like, after you do a special action, you get priority You pass to your opponent, they get priority. And if they pass, then whatever the topmost object is on the stack can resolve or something along those lines. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is, for example, um, on my opponent's turn, they pass priority in their end step and I pay two to activate Leon and Arbiter but I don't do anything with it yet. I pass priority back to them uh, because even though nothing has gone on the stack, they still have to have priority again because I've, I've yeah, done something. Right. Yeah. They can be like, oh, well, now he's paid two. <laughs> well, now I want to Now I want to <laughs> do something. Or I could just say pass, and then since we ended the turn, it's so we advance to the next step. Yeah. So so it, it could be a strategic thing. Like I, I think the question has come up when – like if if you think someone's gonna forget to crack a fetch or or forget that or forget that uh they need to pay they for... need to pay but then they remember and you're like oh well now that you remembered now I want to do something before you go and search for that land right. uh, you can uh right. well you can respond to the fetch they're probably gonna fetch while they have priority sure it's it's just it's just a thing there is still a round of priority so you can you get to see that they paid 
to end the effect and you can make decisions based on that. It's not, I just pay and now I go search and you don't get yeah. to do anything in between. I think this is particularly relevant, um, with things like rolling the planter die, uh, or, you know, th- things where, where it's definitely going to have an impact on the game. You know, it's, um, yeah, I suspend, I suspended a thing. Oh, well, now that I know that you've suspended. Yeah, suspend is uh, a big one. I, if, 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 right. if there's a suspend, if there's an instant, or if I could suspend things as though they had flash, um, then, then yeah, doing that in a turn, uh, is really important that the opponent get the opportunity to do things again. And then, uh, just, I guess, just to, just to reiterate, um, tapping a land for mana is not a special action. It doesn't use the stack, but it's not a special action. Right. Yeah. Mana it's, abilities. Um, it's, it's a mana ability, not a special action. Yeah. Even though it doesn't use the stack. It's its own subset of weirdness. Well, um, I think we covered it. If nobody else has anything else to add to special actions, uh, we can go ahead and wrap it up. So, uh, listeners, thank you very much for listening to episode 184 on special actions. Um, Brian and Brogan, thank you as always for being on the show. Listeners, if thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, listeners, if you listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, please rate us five stars there. Uh, if you have questions, you can contact us at judgecast at gmail.com. We should probably start with that at the beginning of the show. Uh, you can also contact us at facebook.com slash judgecast, twitter.com slash judgecast, and check out our archive at judgecast.com. Uh, so with that said, I'll just wrap it up by saying I'm Jess Dunks and I keep it fair. And I'm Brogan King, and I keep it fun. I'm Brian Perlman, and I may pay blue to end this podcast. 